From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Yes, it's the national news for week commencing September 3, 2017 in our 22nd year of non-stop news from Q News and the WIA. And the WIA, we're invited. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. The University of Melbourne has invited the WIA to an invitation-only book launch September 20, this of a new book on the Australis Oscar 5 satellite. The story of how Melbourne University students built Australia's first satellite has been written and the publication about to be launched. This is on the eve of students at the same university building a nano-satellite ready for space next year. The Wireless Institute of Australia is assisting the project with IARU frequency and other coordination. A member of the university engineering faculty class of 1968 and leading the student team that built Australis was Dr Owen Mace, who has written a definitive book. The satellite went into orbit January 1970, operating successfully for nearly two months before its batteries ran out of power. Australis Oscar 5 achieved a number of important operational milestones, including over a dozen world firsts, and I'm sure they'll feature in the book. How the IARU is funded. Funding of the International Amateur Radio Union is from more than 160 national radio societies through a levy taken from the membership subscriptions of their transmitting members. The WIA paid about $3,500 in 2017, which is $1 per head to the IARU for international activities. The WIA is an active member of IARU Region 3, which covers Asia-Pacific. Apart from annual dues, the WIA partly funds attendance at the Asia-Pacific Planning Group meetings in the lead-up to the ITU World Radio Communications Conference, with the next one in 2019. The WIA also sends representatives to the three-yearly IARU Region 3 Conference, with the next one late 2018, in South Korea. The IARU works hard protecting the interests of the amateur service and amateur satellite service. For further information, a good read is the IARU webpages on our wia.org.au site. The WIA board reaches a milestone. Secretary Jim Linton of the WIA tells in this item how your WIA's board of directors has quietly made progress in its first 100 days since the May annual general meeting held at Harndorf, South Australia. Usually, the members or constituents of a newly elected organisation or government like to know about achievements and future plans. The WIA is no different. The seven-member board of directors have held four meetings, during which there has been a lot to learn and, of course, some changes have been implemented. One change has been the issuing of draft board minute meetings to WIA members under certain conditions, which are on the wia.org.au site. The visit to the WIA National Office in Bayswater for nearly a week saw three directors looking at its procedures, practices, customer service and facilities. Among the few changes made have been new hours for receiving phone calls, and those ringing out of hours are asked to use email or call back when the office is open. The WIA board has emphasised that contact with the WIA is preferred via email or the online inquiry facility. And the frequently asked questions, the FAQ section of the WIA website, might also contain your answer. At each board meeting, the WIA finances are considered. The WIA has three new signatories for its bank accounts, and this certainly does help greatly. 
A lot more work is needed in the financial area as the WIA board, with monthly input from its bookkeeper, is looking at the WIA revenue and expenditure and where savings can be made. The WIA board wants to concentrate on its primary role and to give it more time to do so has started to revitalise the committee structure. First, there was a number of vacancies, a mix of resignations and some new areas identified by the board. These have been in the area of the QSL Bureau system, and in a moment our President will expand on this aspect, on risk and audit, privacy and complaints, and a strategic look ahead for the WIA. The new terms of reference for them had to be written or drafted to be considered and decided. The next step, which was taken in late August, will see all committees send a series of simple questions and asking that each have a minimum of seven active members. Advertising through Seek Volunteers, Facebook and WIA channels is to be coordinated. A three-member selection panel will then look at all applications and fill positions. Another area of attention has been the proposed changes to the WIA constitution. These basically were for the removal of the initial setup details and some house cleaning and modernisation. The Constitution Review Committee reported again in June and, after directors considered it, had consolidated feedback. The draft final changes will be put to the members before becoming a motion at the WIA AGM in May 2018. Also, work has been done on the WIA election regulations and it needs further consultation with the returning officer, but changes are expected for the next election. The WIA board hopes the WIA members and non-members thinking of rejoining can see that achievements and progress have been made already and, as they say, more is to come. This is Justin VK7 Tango Whiskey, President of the WIA, and I'd like to introduce our new WIA National and Inwards QSL Manager, John Siemens, VK3JLS. Now, John's a retired electronics engineer and has spent his working career within the telecommunications industry in various senior management roles, both in Telstra and Alcatel, Australia. John is a keen DXer and an avid QSL collector and has been a frequent user of the QSL service over many years. John understands the IARU, the regional and the local QSL policies that are in place and is keen to ensure that the QSL is the final courtesy of a QSO. John's other passion is golf and he's very involved in the management and governance of the local club and he will be bringing this passion, skill and knowledge to managing the National Inwards QSL Bureau role for the WIA. He's very keen to work with all the state QSL managers to develop a good working relationship so the group can develop and put in place a national QSL policy, then standardise to ensure cost-effective and efficient processing and delivery of QSL cards to WIA members. And John will be working with the other role, which is the WIA QSL operations manager and staff, and also the QSL managers around VK, to ensure smooth and seamless operation. In John's working life, he was used to all state meetings with colleagues and vendors via teleconference. John also brings administrative, educative and communication skills that will be put to use rolling out the new national QSL policy and process to QSL managers and WIA members. We wish John every success in this new role of WIA National and Inwards QSL Manager. Across Australia from VK1WIA... You're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Upper Spencer Gulf, South Australia, it can be heard on VK5RMN, 146.70 MHz at 0900 Central Time. I'm Alex, VK5ALX. Around VK, 
Vulnerabilities in Victoria's regional police radio system were exposed when a hacker interrupted the frequency during a car chase, attempting to call it off by impersonating an officer. This was following an alleged attempted armed robbery of a shop on Tuesday evening at Sale. The offender allegedly fled in a stolen car, also occupied by a woman, and police took chase. Police Minister Lisa Neville said it was an appalling act, but improvements to the old analogue network were already planned. A $12 million fully encrypted system should be fully operational by mid-2018. The duo, believed to be involved in the attempted robbery, were pursued to the nearby town of Taralgon, where the woman was arrested. A 21-year-old man was later arrested on the roof of a nearby shed. The pair are in custody and are being questioned. Thanks, Jason, who first spotted this item, and he'll be back in just a tick with the international news. We really like getting reports like this next one. Far too often, after plugging a ham fest or event over the year, we never hear how well it turned out. So, from the VK2 Summerland Group, shown, told and sold. About 50 people took advantage of a clear blue sky to go along to Sark's first show, tell and sell day. Their good mates from the Clarence Valley Club were there in strength, as were their northern neighbours from Brisbane and the Gold Coast. The day had been promoted as a chance to catch up with old friends, make new ones and just have a good old yarn. No repeater timeouts, no band fades, but a good bit of QRM from everyone else having a good time. With the telling part of the day being handled by everyone, the showing part consisted largely of two digital stations set up to talk to each other. Yep, fun in the Summerland sun. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, WIA Local News Service VK7, VK3 Pumper Charlie, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. ARRL Hurricane Harvey Response. The page slash Harvey includes information and news summarising the response by amateur radio volunteers following Hurricane Harvey and the continuing dangerous severe weather and flooding in Texas and parts of Louisiana. To keep things simple yet completely up to date, we direct you to that ARRL site in the text editions of this news. Hopefuls await test results in Bangladesh. It was a big day for hopeful radio amateurs in Bangladesh, August 19, when more than 250 of them showed up to take their licence exam. Now the waiting begins. Anup Kumar, Sierra 21 Tango Victor of the Bangladesh Amateur Radio League, said in a recent email that the last amateur radio exam had been given in 2013 and was taken by 160 candidates. Of those that took that exam, 147 passed. Good luck to the possibly 250 future hams. We'll be listening out for you on the air. Repeaters shut down due to abuse. The RSGB has been made aware that due to continuing and sustained repeater abuse, GB3DY at Worksworth and GB3EE at Chesterfield have been required by Ofcom to close down for 14 days. The RSGB would emphasise that if a repeater is suffering abuse, it is essential that users do not react or attempt to communicate with the abusers, as doing so inevitably makes the situation worse. China's giant telescope, a tourist attraction, 
the world's largest radio telescope in Guizhou Province, southwest China, is looking for potential alien life and distant pulsars. About the size of 30 football fields, the $180 million structure is in a natural depression. The unique design has an active surface of metal panels that can be tilted by a computer to help change the focus to different areas of the sky. However, the South China Morning Post reports that in the first half of 2017, nearly 4 million tourists visited the wonder, giving it the same number of visitors as the Great Wall of China. While taking pride in the giant telescope, tourists now run the risk of preventing history-making scientific discoveries. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. Here in southeastern South Australia, it can be heard on VK5RMG on a frequency of 146.900 MHz, VK5RKN on 147.375 MHz, VK5RNC on 146.650 MHz, and VK5RBT on 147.350 MHz at 9am Central Standard Time. This is Cole, VK58CF. Ham Radio Operational News. It's Contact Sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. Still to come, or still in progress for 2017. January 1, December 31, the Victorian Local Government Award 2017 Challenge. IARU High Speed Telegraphy World Championships are the 8th to the 12th of September. CQWWDXSSB CW Contest. The SSB weekend is October 29-30. The CW weekend is November 26-27. With nearly 3 million square miles, Australia is a big country. With plenty of remote regions, it doesn't have to be that sort of distance as you want to cross by yourself, unless your companion happens to be your mobile hat, Jeff Rigg. Then you're in good company. You've got the Australian Traveller's Net. Uh, when the traveller calls in, we want to know where he is at the time, of course, and that everything is all right. And we also want to know where he's going to stop overnight and all of that is logged in the computer and that's how it works that's ross cunningham victor kilo five kilo mike hotel the australian controller for this net which serves as a lifeline to travelers on land and even those on water 365 days a year its relay teams can be found on 14.116 megahertz for check-ins at 0200 utc and on 21.185 MHz for check-ins at 0400 UTC, this accessible to hams with Australian Foundation licences. Most of the time the communication is uneventful, but crises do come up. Yesterday I had uh, to get hold of a fellow that was uh, out in the Hearts Range and uh, tell him that his mother had passed away the night before. Not good news, but these things happen. And sometimes we're the only communications uh, some of the amateurs have got when they get right away. As Ross notes, land or sea, it all comes down to personal safety. The other day a fellow come from uh, Darwin down to Alice Springs and went out for a holiday in the Tanami Desert and was out there for quite a few days before uh, coming back to Alice Springs. So uh, these fellows like to get in out of the way places. And that's the uh, traveller's net that gives them the mantle of safety. If they break down out there, well, we get uh, the uh, 
RAA or whatever to go out and uh, tow them in or uh, get their cars fixed so they can travel on. Ross has told us the net has a need for more relays, most especially in Australia's Western and Northern Territories. The Travellers Net also extends its coverage into the ocean surrounding the continent, taking care of maritime travellers. Contact Ross if you can help. His email address is roscoe18 at optusnet.com.au. For Amateur Radio Newsline and the WIA National News Service, I'm Graeme Kemp, VK4BB. Thanks, Graeme and Ross. Now from the hot deserts of Australia to the frigid cold of the Arctic and friends Joseph Land. Members of the Russian Robinson Club, RRC, are planning their next Arctic operation. Look for RI1F to be active from Victoria Island, EU190, sometime late September. This island group has never been activated. QSL via the Bureau. Antarctic operator Alex, RN1ANC, is on the Russian Vostok station, Antarctica, where he will be until February 2018. His call sign again, RI1ANC. And during his spare time, he'll be active on CW, SSB and Digital. QSL manager is RN1ON. Indian Ocean 6 meter EMED expeditions. Lance W7GJ will be active from the Indian Ocean to focus on 6 meters EME QSOs. West Island stroke focus on as VK9CGJ between September the 12th and 28th. Christmas on as VK9XGJ between October the 2nd and the 18th. Until the end of this month, VK4 Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Club is operating special event call sign. VI4SC50 to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the official naming of the Sunshine Coast on the 1st of August 1967. VI4Alara to September 30 to gain recognition for the Alara Meet in Cairns VK4 from September the 8th to the 12th. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi, I'm Brian, VK3GR with worldwide special interest group news for this week, starting with ATV. The World Digital ATV QSO Party. Now, for the seventh year, this event had stations throughout Australia and a USA amateur television network involved. The event was telecast on Friday and Saturday, August 25th and 26th. Peter Cousins, VK3BFG, reported that on the Friday there were stations from VK4, VK5 and VK2. A feature of the night were the relayed contacts through the Sydney ATV repeater, VK2RTS. Saturday started early at 10am with contacts via the Columbus, Ohio DATV repeater, WR8ATV. Then the amazing system of linking many ATV repeaters in California and Arizona. And now to defence. Vietnam Veteran Memorial Special Event. Look for Special Event Station W0W to be active between November 10th through 12th. Activity is to commemorate the 50th anniversary of America's first Vietnam Veteran Memorial, which was erected in December 1967 in Wentzelville, Missouri. Wentzelville takes extreme pride in being home to the first Vietnam Veterans Memorial in the United States. Originally dedicated on December 2, 1967, the site was initially established as a tree of lights by local residents to raise funds to send Christmas gifts to community servicemen stationed in Vietnam. 
As it stands today, the Wentzville Vietnam Veterans Memorial consists of a single column of red Missouri granite, topped by the carved figure of an eagle. Inscribed in the column's base is Vietnam's Veterans Memorial, December 1967, Whither thou goest, I will go. Each year the memorial serves as a stop during the annual Run for the Wall event, where bikers travel cross-country, eventually ending up at the Vietnam Veteran Memorial Wall in Washington, D.C. Primary operators of event station W0W are Wade, K-O-M-H-P, and Larry, K-E-0-K-Z. The station will operate as many bands and modes as they have volunteers available to man them. A four-colour certificate and QSL card will be available to confirm the contacts. And now for Radio Amateur Old Timers, it's Clive for a look at uh, what's cooking in the RAOTC world. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW, with the usual reminder that the Radio Amateur's Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly bulletin goes to air tomorrow. As well as the latest club news, this month we have talks on atomic clocks, touch screens and VK6UU's history of VHF in Western Australia. Everyone is most welcome to tune in and to join in the callbacks afterwards. The broadcast originates in Melbourne on the VK3REC 2 metre repeater at 10am Melbourne time with simultaneous relays on 40 metres on 7060 kHz and 160 metres on 1825 kHz. An hour later at 0100 UTC, Hans VK5YX will transmit the program on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz for listeners in the eastern states. At 0200 UTC for West Australian listeners, the program is transmitted simultaneously on 7088 kHz and via the linked repeater network. At night, the broadcast is repeated at 20.30 hours Melbourne time on 80 metres on 3650 kHz and in Tasmania at 19.30 on the VK7RAA and VK7RTC networks plus a TV presentation by Tony VK7AX at 20.30 Tasmanian time. Visit www.raotc.org.au for full club details. So once again, tune in tomorrow for the September RAOTC Bulletin. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. And moving on to radio scouting, Jota and Jyoti is next month. Over a million scouts and girl guides in 150 plus countries are getting ready for the 60th Jamboree on the Air, Jota. National Coordinator Jota Jyoti for Scouts Australia, Brett Nicholas, VK2BNN, writes in the September edition of Amateur Radio magazine about the event's history, its purpose and how to be involved. The article is recommended reading particularly for those who can get involved in this major worldwide event that occurs on the third weekend of October. One such opportunity comes from the Northern Region Scouts, Echuca Airport, on Sunday, October 22nd. Scouts Air Activities Victoria leader Paul McLennan, VK3HGZ, needs radio amateurs to set up a station at the airfield to support this event and Jota. If you're able to assist, please contact Paul, VK3HGZ. Perhaps you want to lend a hand at another Jota event? 
On October 20th through 22nd, contacts for all Scouts Australia branches can be found at scouts.com.au, but as the scouting motto says, be prepared. As Jamboree on the year 2017 is fast approaching, are you prepared? Hello again from Paul, VK2GX. Will you be operating a Jamboree on the air radio station? Either solo or perhaps part of a local radio club team. Maybe your son or daughter is a youth member and you will be setting up a radio station for their local guide or scout group. Or are you considering participating in Joda for the first time? Whatever your situation, now is the time to review your Working With Children check status. Is your Working With Children check still current? A simple check of the expiry date will confirm if your WWCC is still current. If you do not currently have a Working With Children check, my recommendation would be to apply as soon as possible, even if you are not yet committed to participating in JOTA this year. Working With Children checks are processed by the relevant state or territory government department responsible for child safety. In addition, before you can participate in JOTA each year, your Working With Children check may require verification. In New South Wales, Verification is processed by the Working With Children team at Scouts New South Wales Head Office, who will provide clearance for you to attend the JOTA activity. The procedure may be different in other states and territories. For more information about JOTA and Working With Children checks, you can visit the Jamboree On The Air Australia website, www.jo. which has links to both the relevant Working With Children Department and Guide or Scout organisations in your state and territory. I'd like to encourage everyone to make the 60th Jamboree on the Air a year to remember for guides and scouts around Australia. 73s until next time. From Paul, VK2GX. And now to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Historic flood and storms hit Texas. As Jason mentioned in his international report this week, when talking of Hurricane Harvey, it's best to visit ARRL.org as this is an ongoing story. However, when Harvey began in the Caribbean, watched by the emergency and weather radio amateurs 80 metre net, it moved to the Gulf of Mexico and intensified into a Category 4 storm to come ashore in Texas. In preparation for landfall in Texas, the Hurricane Watch Net activated on 14.325 MHz and 7.268 MHz, where radio amateurs shared their on-the-spot observations. AWRL South Texas Section Public Information Officer Mike Urich, KA5CVH, took to a news talk radio station, WGMD, to describe the situation. He also took the time to explain how amateur radio is able to provide a public service during emergencies and disasters. The Amateur Radio Emergency Service, ARIES, found that there had been minimal impact on communication infrastructure, although an amateur radio contingency was in place should there be a major communications outage. South Texas ARIES 
remained on standby as the response phase continues and sheltering becomes a growing need. Also involved were radio amateurs attached to the Red Cross and Salvation Army. Jim Linton, VK3PC Chairman of the IARU Region 3 Disaster Communications Committee, said there's also concern that Harvey may cause more damage and weather systems in the Gulf of Mexico are being closely monitored. And monsoonal rains hit, not on Harvey scale, but damaging nonetheless, was when the eastern side of India was inundated by seasonal monsoon rain with a major affected area being most of the Bihar state villages. National Coordinator for Disaster Communication in India, Jayu, VU2JAU, reports that hams from East Bengal and Patna were in action, passing messages during the flooding, helping the National Disaster Response Force teams on VHF mainly. The situation was brought under control. The NDRF rescued most of the people identified by the hams in their message handling. The affected areas now mainly face a problem with drinking water, as all the boring pumps are contaminated due to the flood. Fresh water and food packets are reaching the flooding areas now. And that is all I have. I'm Brian, VK3GR, signing off for this week. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. Here from Adelaide, South Australia, it is transmitted on VK5RAD at 9am. I'm Shirley, VK5YL. Hey, do you want to get your ham licence? First step, visit the WIA website to find a club and a course near you. On the social scene for 2017, let's have a look at September. September 9 in VK4, Sunfest held at the Wombai School of Arts building at 9am. September 9 to 10 in VK4, Alara Meet in Cairns. September 10 in VK3, Shepparton Hamfest, St Augustine's Hall in Orr Street. And September 29 through to October 2 in VK4, the Cardwell Gathering. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.